So what's up guys, my name is Ben Abari, and you're tuning into the Ben Abari Podcast where you can check on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts where we talk about real life stories from real people. On this episode 20 of the episode, I have a teacher now um, who is an English teacher and who is now currently teaching in Dharam and we all know that teaching in the interiors of Sarawak is very challenging. And here I have um, Derek um, who's going to tell us about his experience as a teacher in the interiors of Sarawak mainly the name is called Kolabaram. So without further ado, um Derek Alistair, welcome to the Brain of Brian podcast. Yes. Thank you. Woo-hoo. Thank you for having me here. <laughs> I'm very ecstatic to be here. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. How's how's things like dude? How are you? Well, I'm a bit of busy mm-hmm. recently mm-hmm. and I'm getting married this year. Mm, congrats on that. Yeah. Alright. So how's it like? How how are the preparations going? Oh yes, there's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. You have to think of all of the stuff, and right. now now's the school holiday, so I'm gonna do it step by step. Right. Mm, okay, 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 okay. So you're just gonna focus on today's uh this this school holiday. You're gonna fulfill all of it to yeah make preparations for the wedding day. Yes. All right. Awesome. So to kick start, I usually start with this now. So what do you have for breakfast today? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, uh. After church, yeah, it's a I have I had a nasi lemak mm. with pork. Oh, nice! Where is that? Um, Gala City. Gala City. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Nice. And I uh, went. Uh, I have two dishes because if I'm in interior, I can't eat all this stuff. So oh. basically, I will. Um, yeah, I will order two or three main dishes. Okay. Oh, the, the local Sarawakian dish. Okay, what sort of dishes do you order today? Well, kolok mi merah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And kue tiao. Well, kue tiao is a common dish, but I'll, uh, I haven't had it in a long time. Right. So So you're, you're a person that eats two to three things in one go? Well, if if it's uh, if it's during the school holidays, yeah, because I I've, I haven't eaten those in a long time. I see. So, don't you have any food like kolomi, um, kolomi or what sort of food that that you don't have in Baram? Like, oh, by the way, he's teaching in Baram, and uh, what sort of food that you don't have in Baram? Well, the 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 main dishes in Sarawak. Oh, like, such as uh, kolomi, laksa, mm. oh, kwechap, all those. Okay. Well, uh, well, the interior food that we that we have the local foods like the kampong foods, oh. like the panso. Ah, right. But basically, that we're gonna um, once in a while mm. if they caught something mm. or if they have a special event. Right. But normally, there 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 aren't that many uh, local dishes that are there in Baram. There I are see. no cafes. There ah. are no restaurants. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You have yeah. to cook your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, now that we're in this topic, lah, you have been teaching in Baram for six years, not mistaken. Yes, six I years, ah, huh? teaching in Baram. As a city boy, how do you actually spend your time, your leisures there? In Baram. Yeah. Well, at first, being a city boy, I will bring the entertainment there first. Okay. I will bring my TV, my PS4. Okay. And I I like computer games, but I can't play mm-hmm. unfortunately because I I'm a Dota player, but okay. there's no internet there. Yeah, yeah. So th- that's the first thing that I try to do. Okay. But um, I'm trying to learn all the new skills as uh, in, uh, in in Baram as well. Mm-hmm. Especially, uh, they're good in hunting. Oh. They're good yep. in fishing. Mm-hmm. I've never tried those before. All right. Well, I did. <laughs> nice. That's an that's a that's a good experience to. 
to try. Yeah. And um, kind of get a hang of it, mm-hmm. but I'm not good. Mm-hmm. Well, during leisure times, if I if there there's a trip, a hunting trip with the villagers, mm. the fishing, I would once in a while I will follow, mm. but. Mainly, I will just stick hmm. to my entertainment. Alright, okay. Your best prize in hunting, what was it? Um, I don't ca- catch anything. Okay. But um, you just follow them, lah. I just follow okay, them. Okay, okay, okay. Because okay. I don't know how to handle a gun okay, okay, and okay. spears and stuff. Right, right, right. Uh, for fishing as well, I don't catch anything as okay, well. Okay, okay, okay. You yeah. just follow them for yeah, the time just being. Them. All right, cool, cool, cool. Just to kill time, lah. Just to kill time. Yeah. yeah. So usually that would be your weekend, weekend leisure, lah. Sometimes you know, weekdays. <laughs> even weekdays, huh? Yeah. If they no, normally it depends on the weather. Hmm. Okay. So if weekdays, it's usually after school, lah. After school, yeah. Night time, especially night. Oh, night time. You also go, lah. Yeah. Hunting in night time. I yeah. see. Okay, okay, okay. So how is the school like in? What what what's the name of your school again? SK Umabawang. SK Umabawang. Yeah. Okay, how is it like? How's tell us um picture us how the school is like? How many students are there? How big the school is? Well, a little bit of history about the school. It was actually a missionary school hmm. back in the sixties or seventies, and then uh, it changed to Kebangsaan SK, hmm. and um, now. Because uh, picture this, it's in the deep jungle. Mm. You have to uh, get across the river. And um, back in the days, there were a lot of students. Mm-hmm. Back in the days, in the nineties, in the eighties. But now, because the accessibility road to Miri, uh, most of them will uh, transfer to Miri. Most mm-hmm. of them, and the left left there are there. Are, there were a little number of students now. Mm. Now currently, we have. 24 I see Going into the new term There will be I think it will be 18 Oh Okay So uh, These kids uh, The majority race there Is Kayan oh. And uh, honestly speaking Growing up in Kuching mm. I didn't know that There was This race mm. Then Once I got posted there Then I know mm. Wow Oh Kayan mm. I just knew that I see right. Because we're not exposed With Uh, the the race the, the Kayan race right in our high school days. I see. Let's go back to the uh the first day of you working as a teacher in in that school, SK Uma Bawang. Is yeah. It? Yeah. Okay. How was it like? How was your feeling when you first came into the school? Well, at at first, because when I got posted, there was a, bit, a little bit of excitement at mm. the same time because I was waiting for like. 10 months for my posting mm. and the excitement was there but at the same time the nervous the 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 fear started to kicking in mm. because uh, uh, I've been studying abroad again and now I'm away from my family again mm. and a uh, little bit of mixed emotion there mm. and the first thing that I asked was uh, is there any internet Accessibility there That's the first thing Because I would like to Communicate with my Family members My friends My fiance And um, Then when I Got there Then I saw How the ch- How were the How terrible The challenges were mm. Especially the roads Especially the Facilities there mm. And Yeah I see 
now that now that we're talking about the road lah, um, can you share us the journey from coaching to your workplace? Wow. Yeah, let's go there. Okay. Because um, this is this is this is something that people in Malaysia always wonder to know. Like, how is it like to work? How is it like to go to work, especially in the interiors of Sarawak? So, of course, there'll be lots of stories that people hear who have heard on the uh, national TV or news or radio will, where uh, these teachers will explain, will will tell the experience on how is it like to be working in the interiors. So probably from your side, from your story, how is it like the journey from Kuching to SK Umar Bawang? Okay, um, from Kuching. Yeah. It will take around two days if you're driving, mm. and uh, there are two ways if you want to go to Mirai, mm. by road or by flight. flight. Mm-hmm. Well, normally people will uh, choose to go by flight because it it uh, shortens their travel mm. travel uh, time. Mm. But if we're talking about driving, then we know that Kuching to Mirai is far. Mm. Uh, I would say around twelve hours mm-hmm. if we're stopping here for gas for mm. lunch and. Uh, mm. And so on. Kuching to Miri, right? Yeah, Kuching okay, to Miri. Okay. We would say around 12, 12 hours. hours. Okay. Yeah. And uh, from Miri, because Miri, uh, in Baram, Miri is the nearest town, mm. the nearest city. Mm. And from Miri, we have to travel by uh, by road. Uh, back in the days, the, the that road was, was terrible. Mm. Now they've upgraded it, thank mm. God. Mm. Uh, now from Miri to Lapok, Uh, there's a small town mm. in the interior the in- interior of Baram um, we would stop by Lapok um, it's nearby Long Lama and um, if we're going to my school we don't gonna travel to Long Lama so I'm gonna say we're gonna go to Lapok first because Lapok is the nearest junction going to the off before going entering the off-road mm. and from Miri to Lapok I would say it would take around two hours If you're fast, then it's one and a half hour. Depends on your speed. And that's just a tar road, normal tar road. Okay. Then, when we want to enter uh, Baram, now we're going to go the off-road. Okay. Okay, so this off-road is uh, the small town called Lapok. And uh, there's a bridge, the Lapok Bridge. After the Lapok Bridge, the first junction to your right, it is the off-road. Mm. And that off-road, actually, if you go further, it will take uh, takes you to Barrio. Oh, okay. Long San, Long Lelang. Okay, so my school, uh, the village, Uma Bawang Village, is actually around 40 minutes mm. if you would uh, if you would take that road. And it also depends on the weather as well. If the weather is uh, is good, then it will take about 40 minutes. Mm. But if it's raining, then the road will be slippery. Mm. Then you have to be aware of the speed, aware of the lorries and stuff. Mm. And Is it muddy? Uh, yeah, it's very muddy. Mm. Because uh, I had an accident there before. All right. Uh, near-death experience as well for me. Oh. So... Um, I would say that uh, if you go to that road, I don't know what's the that road called, but mm. all the teachers in Baram we call it Samling Road. Okay, no, no specific, no official road 
name for the road? Yeah, because it's been made by uh, the company Samling. Yeah. They made they made the road for their uh, yeah. for their business. Yeah. So we just call it Samling Road. Yeah. So it takes around 40 minutes to reach the junction of my school of that, my village. That's the Balak Road, lah. People yeah, call Balak it as yeah. Yeah. And once we reach the junction, Umabawang Junction, mm. uh, bear in mind there, there are a lot of laws in off-road as well. You have to be specific. With, sometimes you have to drive on the left side of the road. Sometimes you have to drive on the right side of the road. And you need to know the law as well. Well, the first time that I went there, I didn't know this road, uh, these rules. But, um, okay, coming back to the how far it is then once we reach the junction of Umabawang there will be a smaller off-road it's like going through the Sawit area mm. and it will take around one and a half hour mm. depends on the weather as well right. um, if it's raining heavily then it will take around two or three hours because over there I have a few bad experiences as well that I've been stuck three times if I'm not mistaken yeah Oh, I see. And once we reach, uh, once we enter the village, uh, uh, sorry, once we enter the end of the junction, we don't actually reach the village. Mm. There's another river that we have to get across. Okay. And at the end of the of of that uh junction, the end of that Umabawang junction, it will take around. Let's say if if it's a good weather, then it's one and a half hour. Right. But uh, once we reach the end of that, uh, I would say the the that road, they will reach a river, and that river is called Sungai Baram. Mm. Uh, it's big, and we have to make a an appointment with the villagers to pick you up, mm. because I have cases that um, I reach there a bit late mm. because of the weather and stuff, and um, well, let's say that I made an appointment with the villager uh, pick me up around 4.30 I will reach here around 4, 4.30 in the right. evening but I reached there around 6 stuff and they got tired of waiting and they just went back oh no and yeah we have to hope for a miracle that someone passed by yeah. with the prahu yeah right then uh, getting across that river it will take around um, 10 to 15 minutes 20 minutes 30 minutes depends any crocodiles there yeah I mm. I've I've seen one before. Yeah, but uh, we when we're in the jungle, we're not trying to say those, yeah, yeah. those stuff. Because you cannot, you cannot say the name of crocodile, yeah. so don't make any any signs yeah, or sound. indicators that oh, there's a crocodile. No, you can't do that. Yeah, yeah, that's the unwritten rule, lah. Yeah, yeah. And once we reach the across the river, it will take around 10, 20 to thirty minutes. Depends on the size of your prahu. Depends on the engine of the prahu. Depends. How many uh, how many stuff that you are bringing mm. depends how many people are on the boat. So I would say, um, let's say if you're traveling solo and you have little stuff, then you will take around ten minutes or so. Mm. And this prau they don't have the roof; it's just a small like a fishing boat. Mm. I would say then we get across, and then once you got across, you have to walk a few distance if you want to go to the village. But mm. it, my school is the nearest. It's literally in the uh, on the near side of the river mm. and if we walk it will take around five five minutes or ten minutes or so again and if you have many stuff then you have to walk back and forth Oof. going yeah. to the prahu again take yeah. the stuff yeah yeah then overall i would say 
Uh, if I'm coaching, uh, I would say two days. Mm. But um, for Miri, I would say around six hours. Mm. Yeah. yeah. The o- the overall journey lah. Yeah. Right. Now that you've now that you've mentioned it earlier on, um, talk to us too about your near death experiences. What happened actually? Okay. Um. Back. This was back in 2019. Before that, let's have a drink. Okay. Cheers. <laughs> I know you're thirsty. Miru. Cheers. <laughs> Tiger by the way Thank, Thank you, you Derek Yeah Tiger yeah, Tiger <laughs> <laughs> Alright Okay um, Near death experiences Back in 2019 um, We don't have a lot of teachers That have their own transport mm. So I would say that I'm quite mobile I, I would like to Go to Miri mm. Almost uh, In a month I would say Two times So I need my own Transportation mm. <coughs> So uh, back in 2019, I bought a, a car, mm. a four wheel car, a Nissan Navara car, and uh, once it was freshly baked out of the oven, mm. you know, then I tried to uh, test my skill of driving there, and uh, still remember it was um, I guess it was during the 22nd of July. It was the it was a public holiday for Sarawakians. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Sarawak day. Sarawak day, yeah. And um, I, w- I went to Miri on the 18th because it's on a Friday. We would have uh, another extra day of holiday on the 22nd of July. And on that faithful day, on the 22nd of July, when we want, when I and another colleague of mine mm. want, w- wanted to go back to school, um, it was uh, raining. It was not heavily, mm. but I would say that... Uh, It was raining, you know, alang alang. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if it's raining alang alang, the mud, well, it's kind of different type of vibes. The the slippery. Right. Because if it ke- keeps on raining, then it will wash away some of the mud. Yeah, so yeah, it, yeah. It, it's slippery, but yeah. it's not that dangerously slippery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And once I reached Lapo, okay, uh, it was not raining that time, but mm. it was raining like. Um, twenty thirty minutes before that, right. and the mud was very slippery. And um, me and my colleague, well, uh, we wanted to go back, so uh, we saw the risk because we saw so many muds on the passing passerby cars. Yeah, going to Miri, then I would say that um, I should have stopped mm. because um, I would let those drivers with more experience to pass through. Because once they pass through, most of the cars pass through the mud. The mud will get less. De- Uh, I mean less friction. I mean less friction. I would say yeah. uh, it less will be grip. easier, less grip. Mm. So it will be safer for me. But um, well, my mind thought was because I made an appointment with mm. the villagers, mm. one of the villagers to pick us up, mm. and I entered, and it was slippery. And here's a side note: if you're driving off road for the first time. There, uh, it's different than if you're driving on a normal road, mm. because if you're if you're uh, if you're skidding, you can't press the brake immediately. You can't press it slow, slow. You have to push forward and play with your gear. Mm. That 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 what that's what I learned, but I didn't know that yeah, because yeah, this yeah. was my first my first car and so on. Your first experience. My first experience as well. Yeah. 
I mean, I drove there um, uh, quite a few number of times, but that was during the good weather. It was mm. dry, mm-hmm. but this was the first time that I I've experienced that it was raining, and mm. it was not raining heavily uh, for two three hours. It was like uh, raining alang alang. Mm. So the mud was you know very 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 thick, and um, there was a moment. Uh, there was uh, the Samling Road. There's mm. uh, a bukit there's a bukit that we call it uh, bukit limau mm. and once you go up the bukit and you go down the the nearest thing that you see the first thing that you will see is a a, a small bridge mm. and this small bridge only can um can walk only one car one lane la. one lane yeah. yeah from a big lane suddenly it becomes one lane mm. okay and bear in mind that this uh this bridge underneath it was a very deep deep river mm. it's a small river but it's quite deep and um i remember that um when i first entered the school i followed with my grubasa and he told me one uh, simple rule mm. one of the rules was if you if you are from miri and you want to go to uh, baram to ulu baram and if there's a passerby from the opposite Uh, from the opposite direction, and they wanted to go to Miri. We have to give way first. Okay. Yeah, that's the rule. Yeah. And chun chun that time, uh, when going down the the bridge after going down the Bukit Lemah Bridge. Yeah, as you're about to reach the bridge, reach la. the bridge, okay. and I saw a big lorry. Oh, okay. okay. The big lorry was on the other side. On la. the other side, okay. but we okay. can't see it because it's actually hidden. Oh, okay. Uh, it was. Uh, it's, it's actually a. Sm- there's a small curve. And there's the bridge, oh. and there's another small curve there. But uh, he was waiting there oh. because uh, I guess that his experience, yeah. he knew that maybe there might be someone coming down the bridge. So uh, the corner was blind spotted your view, lah. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Plus, See. plus the mud was, you know, I have to uh, clean my wa- my yeah, 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 yeah. stuff. Plus your windshield, your windscreen is dirty. Dirty, yeah. And stuff. So you walking. Down, yeah. downwards lah. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. If it's a straight land, then um, uh, I would have time to stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you were, lorry. you were on the way down, on the way and down. then you saw a lorry yeah. right across the bridge. Yeah. Okay. So the first thing in my mind was that uh, I remembered that we can't. How big is the lorry? Um, the the st- the lorry that brings the balak. Oh. Bala, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah, that's huge. Okay, all right. Continue. And um. The first thing in my mind when I saw that, and I was, I didn't press the pedal mm. because we are going down the hill. Mm. Automatically, you're speeding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the first thing that I remembered was we don't press the emergency brake straight away. We don't press the brake straight right away. Oh. We try to, uh, slow, slow it. My main, my main, my main, yeah. brake, yeah. Okay. But when I did that, the the brakes were still not helping. Oh. Instead, it helped me to. Go faster. Go faster. Yeah. And um, my colleague was <coughs> was funny because she she didn't notice this. She was playing on her phone, <coughs> and that's the moment when I thought that oh shit something might happen. Yeah. Something bad might happen. Yeah. And once I started to slow slow press the brake, and um, it was pushing my car towards the the river actually the oh, small river. Okay. And the first thing that came to my mind was it's either 
both of us are gonna be in uh, in danger or either I just I just uh, let the car crash and I just swung my 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 car towards the bridge and part of my back the, my left side of my car hits the the railing of the bridge and thank god thank god um it's my 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 car spun over and we immediately stuck in the middle of the bridge like we're we're blocking the the, yeah, the bridge okay. yeah. oh well well it was kind of a luck that uh if it's uh if i stuck the railing and then i fall down i fell down to uh, from the bridge or so but uh maybe god was on my side that day yeah. and fortunately my car was uh it ricochet back into the bridge and it stuck in the middle of the bridge ah, and see. blocking the view i see uh, blocking the road sorry. yeah blocking the road yeah i see wow everything happened too fast of yeah, course right? in the speed of second yeah speed second. and we have to make a decision like you know in the split of a second as well how was it like man to be in that situation i well there were a lot of when you when you know you when you when you're nearing something like that we experience something like that we will see a lot of things flashes you know in the in our eyes yeah like the first thing that i, w- I thought was my my family members my parents then my back then was my uh my girlfriend mm. now it's my she's my fiance mm. And those things, they 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 came across my mind, but then at the same time, I was thinking about my life as well. So uh, I had to make the decision as soon as possible as well. Right. So those there were a lot of things that went through in that moment. Hmm. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you made it through. You and your colleague made it out alive and well. Well, my colleague. Uh, actually had the had a head injury oh. because uh, sh- her head bumped to the 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 windshield oh, no. but luckily didn't go through over well um then uh, she had a sprain um sprain back i guess mm. i'm not sure sure because i was for me i was i only had chest pain because right. my seat belt luckily my seat belt saved my life Did the IBS popped out? Yeah. Uh, yeah. They did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um uh took them uh, a few passerbys around half an hour to move my car because they told me and my colleague to went to the side and they helped to move the car. Okay. Now I'm curious because you're in the interior of Sarawak, right? Yeah. There won't be any ambulance. No. Or bomba no. kind of stuff, no, right? So no. what actually happened right after that? Okay, there there uh, was no line as well. Yeah, now I'm curious how what happened after that. Okay, um, they pulled my car. Uh, they managed to bring my car, uh, back to the after the crossing the that bridge, right. put it on the side, and uh, the first thing that I thought of was going to the hospital. Right. But at the same time, the belongings in my cars mm. and the stuff in my car. Yeah. But I wasn't sure. Uh, I I wasn't thinking about those. I just wanted to make sure that me and my colleague wanted to be safe and checked. Yeah. And I look at my phone. I see that there's no line, no mm. bar. You can't make a call. 
and the nearest like i said the nearest like a small town is lapo mm. and this was around 20 minutes drive we are almost halfway going to uh, the 40 minutes of the junction but we right. are around 20 minutes and uh we have to ask for the passerby passersby to bring us to lapo right. and we will have to make a call from there and um luckily there was a guy that that was willing to help us mm. and he brought both of us to to lapo and my car would just be like st- stranded there uh all of us uh, all i thought about was our safety mm. and she was traumatized i was traumatized and we went to lapo and then uh, once we get to lapo um we made a call uh not to miri hospital but to long lama clinic Oh, okay. Yeah, because uh, the nearest clinic was Long Lama, and I thought that uh, maybe there's uh, a van from Long Lama clinic that can send us to Miri, or we might be admitted to the clinic itself. But mm. Long Lama clinic does not provide that. Mm. And uh, once we made a call, the the clin uh, the staff in Long Lama clinic asked us to go to Long Lama, mm. and yeah. We would be traveling to to Miri by a van, not by ambulance. Oh, the normal van, lah. Yeah. Oh no, no helicopter. No. How long was that? The waiting period from that accident to well, um, Miri hospital. It looks on the severity of the injuries yeah, yeah. because both of us were actually we were fine on the outside. Mm. Because there were, if there's uh, like uh, like more serious injuries, yeah. I would think that there will be more faster reac- uh, actions yeah. taken. Yeah, reaction. Yeah. But uh, for my case, they have to wait for like um, half an hour or one hour. I yeah. would say for the staff to clear and stuff. Right. I mean, they did a check on us, right. and they see that we are actually not that serious, right. inju- seriously injured. Mm. So they. Took uh, them about thirty minutes like that to there's settle this stuff. All right, there's this. Sorry to cut you off. This is very random, but there's this, there's this podcast that I listened to. He was a he was an ex um ho- staffer in the hospital, so he used to go to he used to work with the ambulance department. So what he he said this before that if you're in accident, if you're in a scene of accident, uh, if let's say there are three or four of them. Look up to those that doesn't scream help, help, because those who are actually lying down motionless are actually the most vulnerable, are the most painful because it's the internal side you cannot yeah. tell. But for those who are screaming help, help, help with painful legs or painful legs, not to say that they are not, we don't we don't put them as a priority. It's just that we know that they are actually we can tell from the outside. Oh, okay, these guys are actually painful, but it's alright. Let's focus on those who that doesn't even scream help, doesn't even uh give feedbacks when someone asks, "Are you okay? Are you alright?" Yeah. Yeah, those are the more concerns. Yeah, more more severe, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, very random. Yeah. So that's about that life, the life near death experience that you have experienced. Mm. Wow. I mean, that's that's mu- that must be scary for you. Yeah, for for your colleague. Yeah, but my concern was for my colleague, because once we reach Miri, then 
then um, I would say that I'm well, I was okay because I only had pain in my chest. Mm. But she had a head injury. Then when I reached Miri, I thought of my car suddenly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's stranded there in the middle of nowhere. How about your belongings? What happened to it? I only took the my, my important stuff. Oh, uh, laptop. My, no, my laptop I left in the oh, car. Oh, okay. Yeah. And bear in mind, my left side of my car was damaged and it was unlocked. Oh, okay. So I just... Uh, thank God there wasn't anyone stealing. I only okay. brought my, my wallets. Phone. My IC, phone, mm, yeah. The basic ones. And from there, I called the insurance company and... Um, well, that's, that's the problem with Nissan. They don't have a, a, a real HQ for call center in Sarawak. Because, I see. Yeah, so once I called the HQ, it was in Kuala Lumpur. They answered. Mm. And they don't know the... How is far Baram? is it? Yeah. Uh, oh, Baram. Oh, they thought it's a small town. Mm. But they don't know that there's no line there. And mm. yeah, luckily they managed to send a dispatch guy, uh, a, tow- a towing guy for free if you take the ins- insurance <laughs> to take me. And I went back to... To the scene of the accident with the uh, towers, mm. towed my car, and we reached around Miri around uh, 1 a.m. Is this the next day or right after you arrive in Miri? I, I arrive in Miri yeah. to send my colleague with yeah. her and yeah, yeah. and all the checkings and all that. Yeah. No settle. The same day. Okay. Then I came back to the <laughs> scene to take my car. Then I came to Miri, and then my my group said, "Oh, you need to have a checkup." Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. then uh, I went for the emergency checkup hmm. at around one a.m. You drove back to Miri. Yeah, uh, the towers. Oh, the tow. The yeah, with the tow. Yeah, yeah. The towers, with I my car. See. And I remember the emergency doctor said, "You had an accident around two p.m., but you you came to the hospital at one a.m." Hmm. And he was kind of angry. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. he didn't know the the, the severity story. of the my my story. For yeah, the yeah, yeah. So did you explain no? I tried to explain, but um, there's no point because I'm tired. Then yeah, I yeah, just yeah. let him check uh, because his immediate concern was concussion. Yeah, yeah. The but internal stuff. Yeah, internal yeah. stuff and stuff. Yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. Uh, he gave me the uh, M- an MC for one week. Mm. Yeah, and my colleague was MC for two weeks. I'm not, if mm. not mistaken. Yeah, because hers is more severe. Yeah, she was on the left side, and the damage was more on the left side yeah. of the car. How's the car now? Um, I sent it to repair. Luckily, it's insured, mm. and now it's it's okay. It's mm. been repaired, but mm. you know, it's different. Yeah, yeah, it's different. It's of course, different. We can feel it after it's accident. It just doesn't feel the different. same. The chassis just if it feels weird. Yeah, yeah. But as long as it takes me to my destination, then I'm fine with that. Is the same Navara that you use? Yeah, now? yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. Navara. Okay, all right, all right. So let's move on with the next question. Okay, six years as a teacher, right? Yeah. Uh, one experience that you'll never forget until today, either as a teacher or as an outsider living in Baram. Well, we covered the near death girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was bad. Yeah. But um, one thing that uh, the the new experience that we, I mean, like I said, we're uh, I'm a city boy, mm. and we get to experience the the skills that we never tried before. Yeah, like hunting and and fishing. Mm. And uh, 
for hunting it was very interesting because the 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 experience that I will never forget until today mm. okay is that we actually came across a big bear big brown oh. bear yeah in in Sarawak yeah oh it was funny because we were actually me and my my security guard actually uh, ex security guard mm. um He told me that, uh, "Hey, let's go hunting." It was on a Friday night, mm. and uh, our main objective was to find deers, mm. ayau. They would say lah, oh, deers. deers. But again, going to the deeper side of the Ulu River, mm. uh, he went in first. Obviously, mm. I would I would just uh, help him tie the prau and right. stuff. Right. And about like. Um, I was flashing my flashlight behind him, and mm-hmm. he was in front of me. Mm. About like um, I would say, a couple of feet only, mm. a couple of feet next to him. Mm. We would not see that because it's a big brown bear, mm. and it's in the middle of the night. I guess it was around twelve-ish midnight mm. something, and we can't see. There was no moonlight mm. that that time. We have to rely on our uh, flashlight. Mm. Um, it was dark. It was dark, yeah. Mm. It was very dark, mm. and he heard noises on his right side, and it was um, it was a different noise because if it's a deer, it w- wouldn't sound the growl that. Mm. So, and I thought that the first uh, th- uh, the first instinct that I heard when I heard that growl was I thought it was a dog, mm. and we didn't bring any hunting dogs. Mm. It was impossible. Then he flashes on his right side, and he saw a big bear. Luckily, <sighs> it wasn't standing up. Also, it was just uh, chilling there. <laughs> oh no! Okay, so we panic. Yeah. But uh, I didn't make any uh, sound. Yeah, we just yeah. we panic, but yeah, we but tried to avoid it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what he did was he took his gun. And uh, it's not like the gun that we see in movies and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's the bullet that have a lot of uh, pelurus, you know. Oh. It's like a brown round. If you shoot it, it's a round. I'm not sure what what how to explain it, mm. but it's a orang kampung punya type of gun lah. Oh. Okay. And we sh- he shot it. Um, I don't know that it directly hit where he's part of but I would say the upper area mm. of the bear and the bear was angry mm. and it was um, scratching for any uh, because it was in pain mm. and both of us would run back to the prahu Mm-mm-mm-mm. and uh, when we sat in our prahu we ran uh, he said uh, we can't go back in there again yeah Wow. Okay. How big is the bear? How big was the bear? It was the twice size of a human. Oh. Yeah, it was big. Shoot. Twice the size. And it was a, f- it was a fat. It, it was fat. <laughs> as tall as this. Yeah, I would say like that. Okay. Mm. As tall as my lighting kit. If you're wondering, those listeners. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's how. All right. Ginger, ginger, ginger. We don't, we don't, we don't. No listeners. You see. All right. That will be your good. That will be uh, one of the experiences you never forget, lah. Yeah, today. until today. I see. Okay. All right. Six years as a teacher. How do you find your career so far? Um, I would like to challenge myself. Mm. I would always tell myself to, uh, even though the kids there are little, uh, the facilities there are 
not good. Yeah, especially now that you're working in the interiors of Sarawak. Yeah. The interiors you can't you can't have the um basic basic stuff, basic amenities like the internet, um things that you need for your PNP. Yeah. Uh yeah, like stationeries. Um if you want to do groceries, it's there. Of course, there are grocery shopping, uh grocery store, uh corner store we call it, but it's not as um it's not as packed or the, the stuff are just limited yeah compared to yeah. how it is in Kuching and it's expensive yeah another thing expensive and um, yeah it's difficult I'm sure it's difficult for you as yeah. a teacher yeah continue on well yeah. um, last year 2022 I was elected as the Penolong Kanan co-curriculum mm. and uh, from there I would say I w- uh, for my career I would aim back And the first thing that I would want is the kids to excel in sports. And uh, 20, 24 kids, um, you, uh, if we want to make a football team, let's cut those 24 into half. Uh, there will be like... Two teams. Yeah, but girls, boys, girls. Yeah, lah, boys, girls, lah, some pola. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, the competition for the uh, MSSM, they only want boys. And I would like to say that there's only 10, 11 boys. These are primary one to mm. primary six. So I I, I couldn't aim those, those part, yeah. uh, especially sports in football, all those team sports, bola mm. um, baling, volleyball. So uh, for career wise, I would say that uh, I'm more specific on how to make sure these kids excel. Mm. And I found that in single individual games mm. that they can be good at especially badminton mm. and um, chess mm. and uh, I'm not a good chess player but I learn it so that I would make sure that the kids uh, I have the knowledge to teach the kids so before you came to school to SK um, SK Omar Bawang yeah. do these kids know how to play chess? no no okay yes um The whole kids in Baram, I would say, mm. doesn't know how to play chess because they're not exposed with uh, indoor games. Right. And um, I'm a chess player when I was uh, in high school, but I'm not good. Then um, when I was elected as Manon Kanan last year, then I tried to Kanan KK, right? Yeah, curriculum. Okay. curriculum. Okay. Oops. And then um, I look into chess and wow, this is something different, something unique, something that the kids not only my school but uh, the whole of Baram mm. or anywhere if you're listening in Blaga or Kapit right. you can teach your kids single individual games such as chess because chess is a, a, a competition that anyone can learn right yeah so I've uh, restudied back my 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 chess skills and I taught them and I'm proudly to say that my kid one of them Uh, managed to reach the national level. Oh wow! Congrats. Yeah, last year around June, he represented Sarawak. Oh. Yeah. From SK Omabawang. Yeah. Representing Sarawak. Yeah. Nice. From all the way from daerah, bahagian. Yeah. Uh, state and now national. National. Yeah. Awesome. Nice. 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 So, how was the competition like? How was the? How was it? Has he? Has he joined the competition? Yeah. The he, national yeah, level. He did. Yeah, but uh, well, it's not his level because mm. these kids that represented Sarawak, uh, uh, I mean states, they have 
their own coaches mm. they have a good facility mm. and stuff but we yeah. don't well uh, the limitation is that uh, well any kid can success if we yeah if we as teachers we guide them yeah yeah any i i think with the right with the right uh, materials with the right not just moral support but support in other things lah, like material support if you can guide these people if you get if you can guide these students they can they can succeed in whatever they do but unfortunately the year teaching in barum yeah. so everything is just limited limited sources and blah 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 but fortunately for your case for your student um he represented shawa yeah and that's a big feat that's a big achievement yeah Yeah, and uh, five of them represented Bahagian Miri. Five of them yeah. represented Miri, nice. Including him is six, so six of the kids from SK Mabawang. Alright. And so not to mention badminton as well. Mm, Another kid, uh, actually is the same kid with the chess. Ah. We don't have many students. Is the same kids. Twenty four kids. Twenty four kids, <laughs> and uh, year six, uh, yeah, the same kid, and yeah. she represented until yeah, until state level. Nice badminton. Yeah, badminton. Nice. And if you see the picture of our court, it's. It's Bad. terrifying. Yeah. It's not the standard badminton court. We don't have a, a standard badminton court in my school. Right. And the cement, there are, there are a lot of um, a lot of potholes. Oh. Uh, but See. but we manage to well. We as teachers, we want to help them with the best. Right. And she managed to reach the quarterfinal in the MSS Rawat. Yeah, mm. it's a quarterfinal. And bear in mind, she's the only one that doesn't have a a coach. Oh, and all the kids from Miri Sarikes, uh, 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 Kuching, yeah. uh, they have their own coach, and she's the only one that do- doesn't have a coach. How was her training, right? Like, well, uh, actually, previously there was a teacher, mm. the previous Penolong Kanan. He trained um, uh, this kid. Mm. Uh, a shout out to Mr. Muzudin Cigudin. Okay, mm. so he trained this kid, but um, he trained her with the proper. Technique and stuff, and mm. she had the basic. Mm. Then uh, Mr. Dean transferred, and I took over the position, right. and I just follow up with her training. I see. Because, uh, like I said, I'm not a good badminton player, but mm. I'm engaging her to right. continue with what she learned. And mm. every evening, I would spend time with her mm. around five to seven to train her. I see. Yeah. How many students that you train with? With I mean, in your in your badminton team that represented Baram in Miri. Okay. Uh, How many of them? Only uh, four of them. Mm. There were four of them. Mixed lah. Mixed doubles? Uh, or single single? Two guys, two girls. But oh. uh, last year, the competition, they only accepted uh, singles, oh. not doubles. So, so four of them, uh, four of them represented, uh, I mean, sorry, four of them uh, went for the competition and the two girls, one of them got Uh, second place, second mm. place, and she was selected to represent Miri, ah. which is the the one that went to MSS Rawat. Right. And the third girl, uh, the second girl, got third place. Ah, I see. Yeah. So these four students you've mentioned, they played singles, ah, they don't yeah, play doubles. Yeah, they don't play girls, oh. doubles because they don't uh get give the doubles. I see. If they did, then I would send them. Yeah, I see. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Um. All right. Uh, Derek. Teaching the interiors, it must be very difficult. Yeah, and I'm sure that you might have heard a lot of stories from teachers, not only the interiors but also in the Kuching city or in the city, in city centers that teachers today they feel burnout. 
So what would your words of encouragement be if you could talk to these teachers and lift up their spirits? Because my Facebook is filled with teachers telling the telling posting things that they're burned out and all that. They just feel like if I could change my career, I'll change. I teaching is not as as how it was before. It's a lot of things to do besides teaching. You have a lot of paperwork to worry about. You have all the um, upper management that you have to take care of and blah, blah, blah. So how would you feel? I mean, I know you only had six years of experience, but that is, I think that is enough for you to say your words, to, to, to share your thoughts on how to help these teachers who are having burnouts. Well, um, I'm having them as well. <laughs> okay. But I would say that at the end of the day, um, don't focus more on those uh, those management that wanted to push you to for the deadlines and stuff. But we must do this sincerely, and we will think of the kids. That's the most important thing. Mm. The kids, because the clients. Yeah. Yeah. Because if I was. Um, focus to focus on the paperworks and stuff. I would not have the time to send the kids to the, those competitions. I would say, ah, well, let them be, mm. and I would not have the time to um, train them and stuff. Yeah. But I would say that uh, remember that doing this as a teacher, just remember that the first thing is the kids. Mm. That's the that's our core business. We mm. we want to educate the kids. Yeah. And the kids are the most important thing, uh, besides those paperwork, those ID me's, those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of changes in our system. We have to adapt, and so well, we'll try to do them slowly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you're too busy or burnt out, just, just remember that, yeah, you're doing this, uh, for the grace of God. That's the first thing, and yeah. second, um. I see my performance total. <laughs> <laughs> copy paste copy paste <laughs> sorry cut you off yeah. that, 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 that's also a skill <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 and uh yeah just uh just relax yeah just enjoy there's more to life yeah 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 then uh those 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 stuff All right so um what would be your how do you see yourself after this Uh, will you see yourself as a teacher at SK Umabaram Bawang again, or do you want to transfer out, or do you see yourself in a different career after this? Well, um, I've already been elected as the pengurusi teknik mm-hmm. for Chato for Baram. Oh, so, yeah, for chess. The whole Baram. Yeah, the whole Baram. Oh. So I'm I'm in charge. Oh, uh, cool. And currently, I'm trying to teach besides the kids in my school. Mm. Uh, about uh, exposure chess. for chess, yeah, I'm doing that currently, and uh, another two more years I will be reaching my forty-four pangkat, and I would say that I have, uh, I had, I had a lot of experiences with the 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 escape along in the interior. So I would say uh, the first thing I would like to do is to transfer mm. to maybe a city. So mm. that I can challenge myself, mm. especially in chess or mm. any sports, I'm willing to, to you know, to learn new skills. To well, ever since selected as the penolong kanan curriculum, I've mm. been more 
kind of into sports. Mm. Uh, I mean, teaching is still one of my things, but yeah. um, I mean, sport management, the 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 courses, right. the, the different sports. I right. would say that I will. I'm heading towards that direction. Maybe, mm. maybe one day work in PPD or JPN. Oh. Under okay. well, that's my target. <laughs> after being uh, selected as penolong kanan. Yeah, in sports, especially in sports. I see. All right. So Derek, will you trade your current job and your current workplace for any other job or any other place? Well, if you ask me this uh, before I enter IPG, I would say yes. Mm-hmm. But uh, now, after entering IPG mm. and being a teacher for six years, and especially the kids in interior, mm. then I would say no, mm. because. Uh, At the end of the day, the kids. When the kids succeed, you succeed as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. You succeed in what bringing uh, the the best out of them. Yeah. So I would say no. I mean, there's this stark difference when you compare interior children with children or students or kids in, um in the city. Kids in the interiors, they are very respectful of you, as a teacher. That's what I see. Yeah, and I'm sure that is one of the reasons why you enjoy teaching, despite all the journey, the challenges of journeying, having yourself have to go through all these challenges to go to your school. But um, like I said, the clients, as your students, you enjoy teaching with them. And I'm guessing that that is your your main goal, your drive to teach. Yeah. Yes. And uh, the the kids are very different than the ones in the cities. Yeah, yeah. Being there is almost like um, they're very happy yeah. that you're there with them as well. Yeah. And this this kind of a a, a good way relationship, I mm. would say. Sometimes they would bring you fruits, mm. vegetables. They always give me fish. Mm. <laughs> Do you <laughs> eat fish? I I I seldom eat fish. <laughs> Same. Yeah. <laughs> I don't eat fish as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, if if they give me fish, I would like ah uh, uh, keep it. Uh, I mean, I'm grateful, but yeah, I yeah. will uh, cook it in two or three days. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. So these kids are yeah the the those kind of kids in the interior they are more respectful, I would mm. say, and your relationship wise. Um, I mean, if you scold them right, you will have um different. You will regret it. You know, you will regret it within five minutes or I so. See. Then you, you will think about oh. Kesian juga sih datang. Yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we are okay again, and their their improve their, their behavior and stuff. Yeah. I see. Okay okay yeah. okay. Cool 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 cool. Surviving tips, working in the interiors. What would it be? Well, first thing, um, always wear long pants. Always wear long sleeves, or uh, bring repellent mm-hmm. because if you look at my skin, uh. You would think of mosquitoes. I would say not mosquito. I would say sand flies. Oh! If you go to the beach, all this uh, this small insect, this small tiny, horrendous insect <laughs> that will <laughs> suck your blood. Okay. Th- they're the same. Uh, the same family as with mosquitoes. Uh. But with mosquitoes, we can just see them clearly. Like this mm. one, we can't see it in the liquid of the eye. I see. So. Um, if you look at my skin, I've been infected, and my health deteriorate mm. uh, because of it. And I've been having gout as well, mm. uh, constant infections and stuff. And uh, yeah, always try to we uh, wear long sleeve. And then, if you're afraid of leeches, wear socks mm. underneath the your long pants mm. and just 
long long sleeves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the first tip. <laughs> yeah. And I would say the other tips you would um well it's the same with the bag grills if you watch bag grills <laughs> episodes and stuff and you would know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I see. So that's your tips, lah. Yeah, the oh, main oh, tip this. is to wear long sleeve okay. and yeah, cover right. yourself. Right. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. So we're about to end this podcast. So do you have any final words to say, probably, to the teachers out there, or to your students, or anything regarding the teaching line, lah, that you want the public to know? Okay. Um. This goes out to all the educators. Um. Regardless whether you're in interior or in the city, just remember that we're doing this. Uh, our teaching business. Uh, our core business is to teach but remember that we do it sincerely to for the kids to excel to succeed and to imp- uh, so that they can improve on their lives right. um, and hopefully one day uh, they can you know repay you back remember you forever yeah yeah remember mm. to do it for the kids okay all right so Derek where can we find you on your socials Well, you can follow me at Instagram, Derek Alister. You can follow me on Facebook, uh, Derek Alister as well. Mm. It's easier to find me. Just <laughs> type Derek Alister. <laughs> I'm on Twitter as well. I'm on TikTok, but I'm not that active in TikTok. Uh, just yeah, same Derek Alister. Okay. All right. All right. So thank you, Derek, for yeah. being the guest of the um, 20th episode of the Brainer Brain Podcast. It's a great pleasure to have you here. All right, so that's the end of the um, episode twenty with Derek Alister, a teacher who is teaching with six years of experience as an English teacher, um, guru penyelaras untuk KK curriculum and all that. So um, don't forget to check this episode on YouTube, Sp- uh, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to click like. If you love this episode, please, please, please show me some support. Show me, show, show me some love. Um, share this on your social media. And if you want to, if you want to contribute, buy me a coffee. Contribute a few dollars that will help me to run this podcast. And um, see you in the next episode, episode twenty one. I don't know when, where, and with who, but episode twenty one coming up next. Uh, but for now, ciao.